We are going to start seated. So find a comfortable seated position, perhaps up on a block or a blanket. As you arrive, close your eyes. If you have your legs crossed, you might consider crossing your legs with the opposite ankle on top. And once you've found your pose, close your eyes, find a place to rest your hands, and arrive. So I often use the phrase, invite yourself here. So as though you are plain host to a beloved friend or relative, opening the door to them and welcoming them inside, welcoming them to this time and space. And as you arrive here, be curious about this moment. Survey the space in which you inhabit, the surrounding world. And perhaps in this survey, you might find something distracting. That is often the case at in-home practice. One thing that I think of being a gift of the yoga practice is a, a deeper ability to focus. So use that challenge if there is that distracting sound or light or fan, whatever it might be. You can acknowledge it and then refocus. And you keep making that attempt. Notice your own physicality in this space. If there is anything that is calling for attention, so a more um, pressing or gross sensation, Let the mind address those places. So consider if you have a sore back, or a shoulder that just feels a little off, whatever it is, wherever it is, let your mind travel through those spaces. 
And you might consider paying attention to those places throughout the practice. might be an indicator of where your body is out of balance, out of alignment. And through practice, we seek balance. Engage with your breathing. Slow and deep breath in and out through the nostrils. Begin Ujjayi Pranayama by drawing a gentle contraction in at the back of your throat. Draw your palms together in front of your heart. If you'd like, join me by chanting Om three times before beginning the moving practice. Exhale, empty the lungs. And inhale for Om. your heart, release your palms to your thighs, then slowly lift your head as you open your eyes. We're going to remain seated, switching the cross of the legs or perhaps changing your position if you were seated in some other manner. Left hand behind, right arm reaches to the sky, lengthen the right side of the body, and then as you exhale, revolve the upper body towards the left. Right hand lands on the left thigh, inhale, grow tall, and exhale to revolve right to left, bottom to top, inside to outside, as though the awareness is climbing up the spine, as though ascending a spiral staircase. Staying rooted through the legs and hips, ascending through the crown of the head, all the while staying broad across the front of the chest. Shoulder blades gently hug the back of the heart. Use the abdominal muscles to keep the low spine long, and 
keeping the inner body. Think about your inner organs shifting fluidly from right to left. Use the breath to explore this, uh, the spine, this revolving around that central channel. Keep the right hand as it is. Left arm reaches up and then exhale. Upper body leans to the right. Use the right hand to draw the right shoulder forward. Perhaps look up beyond the left tricep muscles as you stay rooted, tacking the left hip down, reaching through the left fingertips. Breathe length, breathe awareness all along the left side. Inhale, come on back to center. Unwind, maybe counter twist before we do a deeper counter twist. Left arm reaches, right hand behind. Grow tall as you inhale, and then exhale, start to revolve. Left hand lands on the right thigh. Right fingertips just supporting behind as though a scaffolding to help prop up the chest. Keep the spine tall. Keep the central channel along the spine upright. Legs and the sits bones rooted down as the crown of the head ascends. Look back over the right shoulder. Keep the chin parallel to the floor. So uh, I was talking about uh, how dogs um, have, have these tails. And these tails um, are in, indicative of the uh, dog's emotions. Um, and um, <laughs> I don't think you guys heard me, but I was talking about this, uh, this cartoon where the characters are dogs and uh, they, they were conscious of the wagging of their tails and they, they were, the dogs were like, oh, my tail is, is wagging, so I must be enjoying this. So I thought that was a really cool concept so I, and it was very applicable to how I think about the asana practice. So uh, not only are we telling our bodies what to do, how to move into these shapes, but then we're listening to how the body responds. So we don't have tails, but we do have very expressive faces. So I often um, ask you to check in on your face. What is your face expressing about this experience? Left hand stays as it is. Right arm reaches up towards the ceiling, lengthen along the right side body. And then exhale, lean the upper body at an angle towards the left. Keep the left hand as it is, pull the left shoulder forward. Start to turn the chest, the heart space, up towards the ceiling. Reach through the right fingertips. Tap down through the right outer hip. Breathe along the right side body. Soften the face. Inhale, come back to center, release the arm down, counter twist, and we're just going to keep the hips rooted. Walk your fingertips slowly along the floor in front of you to fold forward. Keep the hips tacked down, long, low spine. Reach the arms forward until you can't anymore, and then you might start to descend the forehead towards or to the floor. 
become aware of your back body and try to increase this awareness with the use of your breath. So as you inhale, try to create a sense of expansion in the back body, making the breath externally visible. And then as you exhale, consider this surrender, the release of the head, the heart, the hips, deeper towards the earth. Walk your hands back towards your hips to come upright. Remove uh, the props from behind you if you have been sitting on a a blanket or a block. Take your hands behind you. Take your feet a little wider than your hips out in front of you and then start to sway your legs from side to side. So this might uh, feel familiar to some of you. I, I don't know if I've ever taught this seated version of this, but we often do this at the end of the class, like this windshield wipering of the legs. But here we're doing it seated instead of lying down. And a lot of poses are like that. It's just uh, the same shapes with a different orientation. Okay, come back to center. Uh, Cross your right ankle over your left thigh. And widen the right knee away from the right shoulder. How does that feel? Survey. Notice if you're feeling much. If you're not feeling much, you might start to close the shape. uh, Make the base a little narrower by walking the hands towards the hips or even pulling the hips towards the left heel. Keep the right foot flexed, the ankle straight, drawing the right shin towards the chest and parallel. Roll the shoulders back, hug or squeeze the shoulder blades to the back of the heart, and maybe arch the upper chest mildly. <laughs> Let's see about this. Start to lean the right foot over to the left. Maybe land the right foot on the floor. Walk the hands towards the hips. Hook the left elbow around the front of the right shin. And we'll do kind of a modified uh, Lord of Fishes, Ardha Matsyandrasana. So left arm is wrapping around the front of the right knee. Right hand is behind for support, twisting to the right. And then release the leg, come back to center, so back to uh, the thread the needle shape. And then place the right foot back on the floor, widen your base. Take the left foot, keep the foot flexed, ankle straight. Hands supporting behind, roll the shoulders, lift the chest. Feel, feel around in this shape. And then you might start to make your base a little smaller, bringing the right heel towards the right hip, walking the hands in. Widen the left knee away as you 
slowly draw the chest closer to the shin. Let's try that little uh, (laughs) back door into something akin to Ardhamatsandrasana by bringing the left foot down to the floor, sending the left hip down, and then wrapping the right arm around the front of the left thigh, starting to revolve the chest towards the left. Right ribs towards the left inner thigh. Keep the collarbones broad. Maybe look towards the left or even over the left shoulder. And unwind, lift back onto the right foot, unhook the ankle, and we'll come into a tabletop position. Plant your wrists below your shoulders, knees a little bit behind the hips and hip width distance apart. If you'd like, have a blanket underneath your knees. That's becoming my custom for any knees down pose to get a little support. We'll launch right into our cat and cows. Inhale, belly and chest down, tailbone and gaze lift into the cow shape and exhale round the spine. Chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling, arch the upper back, Halloween cat, and continue to explore these two shapes with your own breath. Exploring, expanding, the range of motion of the spine. Synchronizing breath and movement. So the title of the the class today is um, If This Isn't Nice... uh, dot 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 ellipses and the rest of that um or the rest of that statement or quote is if this isn't nice i don't know what is so that's become um a mantra of mine personal mantra of mine over the past few years after reading uh time quake by kurt vonnegut it's a somewhat uh semi-autobiographical book uh like later in his life he wrote this book and uh he he periodically throughout the book quotes his uncle and his uncle would always say this statement or this phrase of um if this isn't nice I don't know what is and it's just a great thing for me to consider as I'm living my life because sometimes there are really serene moments and uh you know (laughs) they might go by unnoticed So I was just thinking that as I was doing cat cows, because I really enjoy doing cat cows, and maybe some of you do too. If this isn't nice, I don't know what is. Okay, back to a neutral spine. Bring your left knee towards center. Extend your right leg straight back. Tuck the toes under. And then sweep your right leg over to the left so it comes off the left side of the mat. Now start to look over the left shoulder at the left heel squeezing the left shoulder towards the left hip. So you're contracting the left side of the body, and as the left side contracts, there's an expansion of the right from the right heel reaching back along the outer hip to the right armpit. And come back to center. 
right knee towards center, left leg extends straight back, toes tucked under, and then sweep the left leg over to the right. So the foot is grounded, the toes are grounded, tucked under, and then start to look towards the right heel by squeezing the right shoulder towards the right hip. Okay, back through center, both knees grounded. Keep the left toes tucked and bring the right foot between the hands. You might set the fingertips up, you might tent the fingers, you might place blocks underneath your hands at this point as you come into the low lunge. Then from here, we're just going to melt the hips down and forward, pull the chest through, maybe even curl the gaze up. And then exhale, right toes to the sky, lengthen the back of the right leg, round the spine, chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knees, in a runner stretch. Move forward and back with the breath, bringing some fluid movement to the hips. And you can synchronize breath and movement in any way that feels appropriate today. So if you want to move Quickly forward and back, just inhale to come forward, exhale to shift back. Otherwise, you can take uh, full breaths in each shape. So I'm still putting this under the heading of warm-up. Okay, with your next inhale, come back to the lunge. Make sure the knee is situated over the heel. You might even walk the left knee back a tad, a smidge. Hands to the front thigh, interlace the fingers, press the elbows straight to prop up the chest. Collarbones are broad, shoulder blades on the back. Lower ribs draw in and back. Squeeze the legs in, right heel isometrically back, left left knee isometrically forward. Toning the legs, drawing up into the pelvic floor. And then exhale, slowly begin to melt the hips gradually, mindfully down and forward. Consider toning or lifting the left side of the glutes up the the butt. (laughs) Lift the butt. Okay, arms to your sides, roll your shoulders back, palms turn to face forward. Stay here or inhale, reach the arms up, lifting from the waistline out through each and every fingertip. Look up. You might even start to curl back. Anjane Asana. Keep the back of the neck long, gaze towards the ceiling. Lift the heart, melt the hips. And then bring the chest forward, hands frame the front foot. Step back with the right knee and step forward with the left foot. Inhale, melt the hips down and forward, roll the chest forward, open up, look up, and then exhale, send the hips back, straighten the left leg, 
Left toes point towards the ceiling. Tuck the chin to the chest, forehead towards or to the knee. And continue to flow with the breath in whatever manner suits you today. Again, still under the heading of warm-up, <laughs> if that helps you to feel more freedom of choice. I was just thinking about that because I did, I, I did <laughs> think to label this as warm-up. There is kind of a progression where... Um, where there, uh, as we get further on in class, um, the the uh, instruction does get a little more defined. Where um, I may I might not give you as many choices, but that doesn't mean that it's it it ever ceases to become your practice at your discretion. So you always have choice. Okay, when you come back forward the next times, uh, make sure your knee is over your heel. You bite, scooch the right knee back a smidge. Hands to the front thigh, interlace the fingers, prop up the chest, lengthen the arms. Draw the lower ribs in and back, scissor the legs together, draw in and up on your pelvic floor as your spine grows tall. As you exhale, slowly begin to melt the hips down and forward, continuing to scissor the legs in and tuck the tailbone down. Take your arms to your sides, roll your shoulders back, open the chest, maybe arms sweep overhead, maybe gaze goes up, reach from the waistline out through each and every fingertip. And then maybe start to curl back as the heart continues to lift. Take the arms back. Take the gaze back. Anjane Asana. Make sure, you, make sure to breathe. And then chest forward. Arms forward. Hands to the blocks. Take the blocks off to the sides of the mat. Plant the hands. Send the left leg back, walk the knees back six inches, tuck the toes under, lift the knees up, coming into a plank position with the shoulders over the wrists, and shift weight out of the wrist by energizing the hands, rooting through the knuckles of the fingers, shoulders away from the ears, don't lock out the elbows, gentle bend in the elbows as the inner elbows start to shine forward. Legs toned, kneecaps pulling in and up. Lengthen through the tailbone, lower ribs knit in and back. And then exhale, push the hips up and back, downward facing dog, bent knees. Inhale, come forward to plank. Exhale, push the hips up and back. Inhale to come forward. Exhale, press back. Inhale, come forward, stay forward, exhale, knees melt to the floor, bend the elbows back, chest and chin, touch the earth, elbows in towards the side ribs, shoulders away from the ears, collarbones are broad, and slide forward onto your belly. Lift the legs one at a time, point back through the toes. If you have your blanket there and it's annoying, you can move it. I'm not going to move mine. 
I don't know why. Elbows and shoulder blades on the back. Inhale, come on up. Little baby cobra. Actually, I'm going to move mine. So it's just uh, my pelvis is on the blanket. Uh, draw the hands back by the ribs. Shoulders on the back. Press the feet down. Curl the chest up. Engage the upper back. Breathe the breath. Open the heart. Keep the feet grounded. Press down into the hands. Keep the elbows drawn in. Curl up higher. Elbows, uh, hug the side ribs. Hands isometrically back. Heart lifts. Feet press down. Sides of the neck back. Crown of the head lifts. Then exhale, lower down. Tuck the toes. Send the hips all the way back to the heels. Pause here. Breathe into the back body. Release the tailbone down. Open up the soles of the feet. Extend the fingertips. Open the palms. Release the weight of the arms. Shoulders away from the ears. Push the hips up and back. Downward facing dog. Inhale, right leg is going to lift straight up and back. Three-legged dog, lift through the thigh, lift through the thigh, release the head. Exhale, right leg comes down. Inhale, left leg lifts straight up and back. Knee and toes point downward, lift with the thigh, push with the hands, lift the leg. Exhale, left leg down. Inhale, right. Exhale, down. Inhale, left. Exhale down. Inhale right. Exhale down. Inhale left. Exhale down. Look to the top of your mat and start to slowly step to the top of the mat. Be on the journey with each step. Lengthen along the back of that leg until you eventually find yourself at the top of your mat in a forward folded position. Feet are hip width distance apart. Lift and spread the toes before placing them back down, creating a wide base with your feet. Bend your knees, rest your torso on your thighs. Let your upper body hang forward in a waterfall pose. Maybe some shifting side to side. Feel the weight uh, move from one foot to the other, the front of each foot to the back of each foot. You might sway the shoulders, the arms from side to side. You might like to uh, shake the head no, shake the head yes. Communing with the back body. And then once you have uh, found a balanced pose here, Consider following the movement of energy of prana through the body as you inhale, drawing up from the earth through the feet, up the backs of the legs. As you exhale, that energy cascading from the low back, down the length of the spine, out through the crown of the head, out through the elbows, back to the earth. And consider as this energy moves through the body, it is cleansing the channels. So creating more, um, (laughs) 
more easeful movement, making your body a conduit of energy. So if you feel any places that feel tight or blocked, try to breathe uh, space, breathe relief, release through those areas. Fingertips to the floor in front of you. Push your feet down as you begin to lift your hips up, lengthening the legs. Now adding to that length you've already created by extending the crown of your head deeply towards the earth. Lift your shoulders up away from your ears. Deep forward fold, Uttanasana. Inhale, fingertips to the shins. Come up halfway, shoulders on the back. And then exhale, fold forward, head releases, hands to the floor, hips stay high. Again, inhale, lift halfway. And exhale, fold fully forward, head down, hands down. Inhale, come on up. Last time, exhale, flow forward. Take your hands to your hips, point your elbows to the ceiling, hug the shoulders onto the back. And then draw back through the sides of the waistline. Come on all the way up to a standing position. Tone the muscles of the legs and release your arms at your sides, rolling the shoulders back as palms turn to face forward. Embody the mountain. So uh, you might notice a lightheadedness, a reorientation from the inverted Uttanasana to this uh, upright Tadasana shape. So let yourself reorient. Feel the strength and stability of the le- your legs beneath you. So we'll do two rounds of these uh, crescent shapes and then the back arch. First one we'll do with the feet together, right hand to the hip, left arm along the left ear, reach up out of the left waistline through the left fingertips, keep the legs strong. Inhale and then exhale, start to lean to the right. I'm a little teapot in reverse. Push down through your left heel, Tone the legs, and then maybe start to turn the gaze up beyond the left tricep muscles. Again, creating space and awareness along the left side body. Shift the hips gently to the left. Keep breathing. And then inhale, come back to center. Left hand to the hip, right arm reaches. Lift and lengthen. Ground through the right foot, exhale, upper body leans to the left, hips to the right. Draw the left ribs forward. If you have a mirror or a monitor that you can see yourself in, then try to square your hips and chest forward. It can be kind of, some of these things can kind of be tricky to uh, tell where you're at without seeing a reflection of yourself.
Inhale, come back to center. And for this first back bend, we're going to take, or first standing back bend, we're going to take our hands to the low back. So interlace your fingers. Turn your knuckles in towards your sacral spine. Shoulder blades on the back. Heart lifts. Turn the gaze up. Keep the legs toned without locking out the knees. Inhale, lift the heart. And exhale, extend the knuckles down towards the earth. Inhale, lift the heart. Exhale, curl the chest back. You can either keep the head suspended or you can release the head back. What feels okay? <laughs> and then bring the chest forward. Hands to the hips. Head comes up last. Inhale, sweep the arms overhead. Look up, reach up. And exhale, bend the knees as you fold forward. Fingertips to the floor, release the head. Inhale, fingertips to the shins, come up halfway. And exhale, fold deeply in, release your head. Inhale, circle up, push down with the feet, rise, arms overhead. Exhale, arms to your sides. And we'll do that again. This time, base of the big toes comes to come to touch, optional. Tone the legs, sweep the arms overhead, and alternatively, you can have the right hand on the hip. Interlace the fingers, cross the thumbs, point the index fingers to the sky, ground through the feet, soft knees, lift up out of the waistline, grow tall, inhale, exhale, lean the hips to the left, upper body to the right, square the hips and chest forward, use the right arm to lengthen the left side body, root through the left heel, lengthen through the tailbone, start to turn the gaze up beyond the left tricep muscles. Breathe along the left side body. Inhale back to center. Switch the interlace of your fingers. Opposite thumb in front or left hand to hip. Lift up, lengthen. Exhale, upper body leans to the left. Hips shift to the right. Use the left arm to draw the right side body long. Stay rooted through the right heel. Hips and chest squared forward, and then gradually take the gaze up beyond the right tricep muscles. Breathe length, awareness, liberation along the right side of the body. Inhale back to center, and I'm going to turn again. Um, so either feet together, arms overhead, or you can interlace the fingers at the low back. Row tall, lift the chest as you inhale. Exhale, take the knuckles towards the floor or arms towards the back wall, depending on your arm position. Look up, look back, curl back. Keep the legs strong, steady beneath you. Keep the head suspended, release the gaze, release the head back. Chest forward, arms forward, head comes up last, release your arms to your sides. Inhale, sweep the arms overhead. Exhale, flow forward, gently bending the knees as the fingertips come to the floor in front of you. Walk it out, bend one knee and then the other, shifting the hips from side to side, releasing the low back as the upper body hangs forward. 
If it feels okay for the knees, keep the feet together, lift up onto your toes, bend the knees forward once, sit the hips to the heels. Do it again. And then why the heck not, let's do it a third time. Well, why the heck not, if it's uh, painful for the knees, just don't do it at all. Inhale, fingertips to the shins, shoulders on the back, half lift. Exhale, fold in, release the head. Inhale, circle up, arms overhead, look up, reach up, palms touch. Exhale, arms to your sides. Tada, sana. Take your feet wide apart. We're going to do a wide-legged forward fold. So you probably turn uh, 90 degrees so that you can take your legs wide apart, feet on the sticky mat. Turn your toes in slightly. Lift, uh, lift up into the legs as though pulling tight tight, tight, tight yoga pants on your legs, up your legs, so the skin hugs to muscle, muscle hugs to bone, and everything draws up. Hands to your hips, elbows towards the back wall, shoulder blades on the back, look up, lengthen along the front of your torso, and then exhale, hinge at the hips, bring the length of your torso parallel to the floor, then plant your wrists below your shoulders. Extend the crown of the head forward as you push the tailbone back, keep the legs toned. And then exhale, fold forward. Walk the hands back. You might grab a prop if you have a prop grabbable to place underneath your head. So I was thinking here how I love the waterfall pose, right? You guys know I love that waterfall pose. Um, so I, I was thinking how um, we prop, you know, we wonder our, our channels. This is just my total speculation, but I was thinking, I want my channels to go two ways. <laughs> I want energy to flow both ways through my body. Um, so I was thinking here that we could make, uh, we could make a connection with uh, the head on the floor, the hands on the floor, and then we could inhale lift from the floor, lift up through the hands, up through the crown of the head, up the length of the spine. And then as the exhale happens, you could get a sense of lengthening from the hips down through the feet back to the earth, making that same, um, making that same circuit, but moving uh, the awareness in the opposite direction. And if that's just gobbledygook to you, then, you know, that, there's always going to be some gobbledygook when you're <laughs> listening to a yoga teacher, right? <laughs> there's just some things that uh, don't vibe with you and you just do what you're doing. <laughs> but I really thought that was, um, that was a helpful way to think about it if you were to turn this into a headstand. So uh, if you'd like to turn this into a tripod headstand, go for it. I'm not going to stop you. Um, you might shift weight to the head and to the hands. You might shift the hips forward to lift up onto the toes and float your legs up and overhead. So the heels align over the hips, the hips align over the shoulders. So we've been holding this for a while as I've been um, chatting away. 
So uh, you might notice that this is a pose that opens up over time. If you practice this a lot, you're likely to get your head closer to the floor. Uh, you might even have gotten your head closer to the floor over the course of uh, this two minutes or even more that we've already been in the pose. So uh, you might walk your feet closer together. You might move the prop to a lower setting. That can be a good tail wagging feeling to open up in the pose. Okay, walk your hands back below your shoulders. Come up halfway, shoulders on the back, and then hands to the hips, elbows to the sky. Draw back through the sides of the waistline. Come on up, and then step the feet together. Okay. You can uh, kind of walk it out, do a little couple hula hoops, one direction, and then the other direction. Oh boy, we've already been going almost an hour. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel like I could just do this another several hours. Haha, ha. I'm serious though. I'm just getting started. Take your feet. Uh, I won't. I'll spare you though. Uh, take your feet about three and a half feet apart. And then we're going to turn the toes to the left. So left toes turn 90 degrees to the left. Right toes turn uh, so that the right toes point towards the right corner of the mat. Turn the chest to the left 90 degrees. And then we're going to take the arms to our side and then bring your fingers to your low back. We're going to try reverse, um, reverse uh, ingenue, uh, reverse prayer hands. So fingertips first point down and then turn your fingertips uh, in towards the spine and turn them up the spine to try to create these prayer hands behind the back. Roll the shoulders back, lift the chest up. Lengthen along the front of the torso, and then exhale, come halfway down. Chest parallel to the floor, shoulders on the back. Ground through the base of the right big toe, lift into the right kneecap, draw back through the right hip, and then round the upper back towards the, uh, towards the earth, towards the left leg. Wrap the right outer hip forward, lift into the right kneecap. Parsvottanasana, we also call this pyramid pose. Breathe here, balance here. Wrap the right outer waistline towards the floor. Draw the left side of the waistline in and up towards the ceiling. Draw back through the waist, come on up. And turn the toes forward, turn the right toes 90 degrees to the right, turn the left toes to face the top left corner of the mat. Lift the chest, keep the hands as they are, roll the shoulders back, and then exhale, come down halfway. Press down through the base of the left big toe, draw up through the kneecap, draw back through the hip, lengthen the spine forward, and then round the upper back. Forehead towards or to the knee or shin. Wrap the left outer hip forward as right outer hip draws back. Breathe and balance.
Draw back through the sides of the waistline, push down through the right foot, come on up, release the hands, turn all ten toes forward, inhale, sweep the arms up, and exhale, release the arms down, step the feet hip width distance apart, couple of hula hoop rounds, and then the other direction. <sighs> okay. That's enough standing up. Come to lie on your back. Have a strap. We'll do some luxurious hand-to-big-toe posing, and then we'll do our back bends and our inversion. Left, uh, both feet to the floor. Right knee draws into the chest. Loop your strap or your strap substitute around your right foot and then extend your right leg straight. Widen your right outer hip away from your right armpit. Lengthen through the heel, activate the foot. So with the strap, you have something to push against. Push the foot into the resistance of the strap. Now, extend the left leg straight. So what might happen is the right leg might uh, lower down as the left leg straightens. Extend through the left heel, especially the left inner heel. So lengthen through the inseam of the left leg and then ground the heel, ground the calf, push the left thigh towards the floor. Have enough slack on your strap so that the head and shoulders can rest here. So as I stop talking, as we slow down the movement, observe your mind. So this, this is often where the grocery list uh, creeps into the practice, <laughs> you know, whatever manner of planning you might have for the day, especially, um, you know, especially if you're doing this practice with me in the morning, um, any any downtime might be filled with um, with planning with anticipation. So that's an opportunity to train the mind back to the moment. Get engaged with the experience of this and what um, and it, it will kind of, you know the idea is that we. Uh, have a more fullness of experience, that we come to recognize those moments of, <laughs> of maybe clarity, of serenity, those moments of, if this isn't nice, I don't know what is. Maybe this, maybe it's not this moment, but, <laughs> but by arriving in this moment, maybe you'll be able to better arrive in that other moment. Okay, take the uh, strap into the right foot or grab the right foot if that's accessible. Uh, I like to bring the left hand to the left thigh. So give it, bringing more awareness to the left thigh because it's going to want to pop up. Keep the left thigh grounded as you gradually guide the right leg out to the right. So the front of the pelvis is 
staying uh, turn up to the ceiling as you extend through the inseam of the right leg. So keeping the left thigh pushing down, the left heel pushing down. right leg, guide it back towards center, past the foot or the strap into the left hand, right arm out to the right, guide the right leg over to the left, the right hip will hop up off the floor. Ooh, well, something uh, very nice happened for me, my foot ended up at a wall. So, <laughs> so uh, like the strap, the foot's going to create that sense of resistance. So. Uh, just like um, you would with the strap, if you also land your foot to a wall, push the foot into the resistance and then draw back to the right outer hip. Draw the right shoulder back towards the earth. The chest stays open to the sky. Do you ever get into a pose and feel like, what is going on in my body right now? <laughs> and it's, uh, my reaction to that, that feeling is, oh, how, how did I not know about this? Uh, and it's also like, I can't handle this, it's too much. But I think that, uh, keep looking, you know, you're looking now, keep your eyes open. That's my, that's my take on it. That's what I'm experiencing right now. I'm like, how is this? Ah, it's like I've never done this before. <laughs> right like that to center. <laughs> and I'm done doing it for now. Left foot to the floor. Okay, right knee in and up towards the chest. Hug the right knee in and up. So interlace the fingers around the right shin. Pull the knee in, pull the knee up and then extend the left leg straight. If you extend the left leg straight and decide that is not the right thing for you, bend the knee again. Everyone bend the knee again. Left foot to the floor. Grab the right foot, setting up for half happy baby. Interlace the fingers around the right foot. 
kick the foot into the hands, and then pull the knee down towards the floor, grazing the outer ribs with the inner thigh. And it's the sumo match, the foot pushing into the hands, the hands pushing into the foot. I used to call it a tug of war, but tug of war is pulling in two different directions. We're pushing towards a, uh, a point, pushing the hands into the feet, the feet into the hands, the foot into the hands. Keep that going and experiment with extending the left leg straight. Ground the heel. Push the calf down, thigh down. And left foot back to the floor, right foot to the floor. Sweep the knees side to side, massage the low back. And second side. I'm going to turn around just because I was so enamored by that experience of using the wall. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> okay, so uh, right foot on the floor, left knee bends to the chest. Take the strap around the left foot and extend the left leg straight and up towards the ceiling. Push through the foot, activate the foot, push into the resistance of the strap, keep enough slack on the strap so the head, neck, and shoulders are released. And then right leg extends, extend through the inseam of the right leg, and then ground the heel, ground the calf, ground the thigh, and it might cause your left leg to lower down a bit. Stay with it. So, again, as I said, this is where the grocery list might creep in. You know what? You're going to have time to finish that grocery list. You made time for practice. You're in the time for practice. And when I say you, I'm just talking to me. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's my approach to yoga, my teaching, is that um, often we're experiencing a lot of the same things. I'm not trying to project, though. If your grocery list isn't coming up, I'm, that's, you're not doing it wrong. <laughs> Okay, we're going to pass the strap or the foot into the left hand. Right thigh grounds. Uh, you can use the awareness of the hand on the thigh to push the right thigh down as you guide the left leg out to the left. Extend through the inseam of the left leg, contract through the outer hip, and widen the left outer hip, crease towards the right 
inner heel. So if you can imagine uh, manipulating one side of the tailbone, lengthen the left side of the tailbone towards the right inner heel as the right inner heel extends out from the body. Okay, guide the left leg back through center, past the foot or the strap to the right foot. Extend the left arm out to the left. Left hip will pop up. And you can use the resistance of the strap or if you've situated yourself to use a wall, you could push the foot into the strap or the wall to draw the left outer hip back away from the wall, away from the strap. Okay, guide the left leg back to center. Place the strap off to the side. Bend the right knee to the floor. Draw the left knee in and up towards the chest. Interlace the fingers. Squeeze the knee in and up. Extend through the right inner thigh. Lengthen the right leg. Heel down, calf down. And then right foot back to the floor. Grab the left foot, setting up for half, 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 happy baby. <laughs> Grab the foot, kick the foot into the hand, pull the hand into the foot in the sumo wrestling manner. Draw the knee down towards the floor. Extend the right leg through the inseam of the foot. Ground the heel, push the calf, the thigh downward.
right foot back to the floor, release the left foot, feet as wide as the mat, windshield wiper the legs. And we are going to do some back bends as promised. Uh, choose your own adventure here. So we're going to do three back bends. So I'm going to start with bridge. I'm going to give you the option of a bound bridge, and then I will instruct a wheel pose. So uh, you might decide now, you might decide as we go, if you want to do three bridges, if you want to just be supported in a bridge pose throughout the next five minutes or so, or if you just want to follow along with the instructions. Draw your heels in towards your hips, bring the hip width distance apart, arms at your sides, push the feet down, lift the hips up, interlace your fingers behind your back, tuck your shoulders one at a time underneath your chest, lengthen the back of the neck as the chin tilts towards the chest, push the inner feet down, lift the outer hips up, lengthen through the tailbone, so tuck the shoulders so much that your arms are not visible from above, so that your shoulders are lifting the spine up off of the floor. So that the back of the head, the back of the arms and shoulders and the feet are the points of contact. You might look down the front line of your body and notice that your shape is either congruent or not. <laughs> if not, then can you breathe into the lung of the corresponding lower, shorter side? Lower the hips, unlace the fingers, untuck the shoulders, hands to the belly, hand to the belly, hand to the chest, feet as wide as the mat, knees fall together, lengthen gently, subtly through the low spine, return to the breath. Eyes gazing softly at the ceiling or closed. Okay, arms to your sides, feet parallel, draw your heels even closer to your hips. And either try to slide your hands, palms face up underneath your heels, or reach down and grab the outer ankles with each hand. So if you uh, are on the, if you're on the stream and you can see me, uh, you can see that as I tuck my shoulders under to grab my ankles, my heels lift up and my hips already lift up. I'm going to continue to tuck my shoulders underneath my hips as I shimmy my heels back to the floor, keeping the back of my neck long as my upper back arches away from the mat, my hips lift, inner thighs stay parallel, inner heels ground, outer hips lift, just like bridge, but the base has become more narrow. Lower the hips, lift the heels, untuck the shoulders, feet apart, knees fall together, hands on the body. 
So we're going to do one more back bend in a moment here. You can again choose to bridge, bound bridge. I'm going to talk you through a wheel. If you'd like to use blocks against the wall for wheel, please set that up. So blocks uh, at an angle at the wall, head between the blocks, hands on the blocks. And then elbows towards the ceiling, heels uh, parallel, hip width distance, knees pointing towards the ceiling, lengthen through the tailbone, push down with the feet, push down with the hands, come up to the top of the head, walk the hands in, walk the heels in, roll towards the bridge of the nose, draw the elbows shoulder width distance apart, hug the elbows in towards the armpits, and then one, two, three, push, come on up, wheel pose, inner thighs, spiral down, outer hips lift, lengthen through the tailbone, look between the hands. Come on down, chin to chest. I hope I'm not losing you guys. <laughs> it's always hard to convince uh, people to do three back bends. <laughs> but it's one of those things, I think, that if you do them, they're very uh, revitalizing. Uh, feet apart, knees together, hands onto the body, back to the breath. Whatever you've done, arrive in this moment. See where your practice has brought you. And this might be the moment when you can think, if this isn't nice, I don't know what is. Okay, roll to one side. We're going to end the practice uh, with, with uh, shoulder stand and then move straight into Savasana. So um, I've been enjoying the full, full-on Iyengar technique for shoulder stand. So uh, I think it's just really, um, really smart, really supportive um, and helps, you know, helps you feel good, helps one feel uh good in this pose. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take one blanket. If I had a second blanket handy, I would take two blankets. Um, if your shoulders are really tight, you might even go for three. So, uh, my blanket is folded, uh, and the folded edge is pointing towards my wall space. I'm going to measure the distance of my blankets from the wall by extending my legs straight and making sure that my hips are fully on the blankets with my legs extended straight uh, and my feet on the wall. Then I'm gonna turn around, fold my mat over the blankets so that the grippy mat is covering the blankets. And I'm also gonna take my strap and put a loop in my strap. If you don't have a strap, don't sweat it. You can certainly attempt this without the strap. I'm going to make a loop in my strap that would, uh, is going to keep my shoulders together. So I want the strap to be about uh, a little bit more narrow than the, uh, the width of my shoulders. Keep that on the side of my mat. Uh, if you're right-handed, keep it on the right-hand right side, left 
left hand side, wherever you're more dexterous. And then I'm going to lie back with my head facing the wall. So this part's important. I want my head on the floor, but I want a nice distance between my, the top of my shoulders and the, edges, the edge of my blankets so that the shoulders stay up on the blankets and the head stays down on the mat, down on the floor. Okay, so Lynn taught me this one. I'm going to take a block underneath my hips. That's going to help you sweep the legs to the wall because you won't have to uh, hoist them as high. <laughs> so with my legs on, uh, with my hips on my blocks, I'm already going to start to tuck my shoulders underneath my chest, just as we did for bridge pose. Draw my knees into my chest, push my hands down to the floor, and then sweep my legs to the wall, feet to the wall. Now I'm going to take my strap up and around uh, the space above my elbows. I like to interlace my fingers just as we did for bridge pose and tuck my shoulders even more deeply underneath my chest. So what is this pose called? Shalabhasana shoulder stand. So we're trying to stand on our shoulders. So get those shoulders underneath so that the vertebra of the upper back lift away from the blankets, from the floor, from ground. Chin to chest, length. Okay, so that we're in plow pose with our feet at the wall. This is plow pose. And I was thinking about the name of this pose and how appropriate it is. The plow uh, cultivates the soil, breaks up the hard ground, making it possible for uh, growth, making it possible for the roots to get into the earth and create life. So we're plowing the earth to set up for our shoulder stand. So when you feel that you are <laughs> sufficiently plowed, take your legs skyward and bring your hands to your back. So pinky fingers side by side. You can kind of use the hands to push the hips up and forward. And then you can decide some different things about the feet. Feet can be hip width distance, feet can be together, feet can be pointed or flexed. One thing I like to do is uh, kind of sickle one foot over the other so I can really push up through the foot, uh, the, the foot that has the other foot on top of it, if that makes sense. It's kind of like a way of uh, creating resistance so that you can create more length along the back of each leg. And this is a pose that, if, I know you've heard me say this, you can come in and out of. So you can go back to plow, and then come back to shoulder stand. And eventually you'll build up strength, confidence, and balance here so that it's a pose that you might hold for several minutes. Some of you might just pause here, hang out in shoulder stand for the next 20 minutes.
If you didn't pause it, start to think about coming down, feet to the wall, then maybe even feet to the floor. One pose I really love is the deaf person pose. You can bring your knees, uh, bend your knees in towards your ears. So your butt sticks up into the air, tuck your toes under, you can remove the strap, and then take your arms along your legs, the inner thighs, inner knees, squeezing the ears gently so uh, the sound is dampened, really rounding the spine. So similar to uh, the rabbit pose, but the head goes between the knees. Slowly lower the hips down to the floor. Remember that block might be there. And then scooch your, uh, scooch your way up on, uh, so that the pelvis is on the height of your blankets, but your shoulders and your head are down on the floor. You can either straighten the legs or bend the knees, feet on the floor. Bend your elbows at your sides, creating your robot arms. Elbows bent at a 90 degree angle palms facing one another. Press the elbows down, lift the head up off of the floor, arching the upper back, and then land the crown of the head on the floor for fish pose. I think of this as uh, being a counter to the shoulder stand, primarily in the throat. So the neck, the throat is closed and shoulder stand, chin to the chest, and here we're opening the throat. So you might extend through the chin, arching the upper back, and then push the elbows down, lengthen the neck, lower back down, arms to your sides, and set up for Savasana. So if you'd like the hips to stay on the blanket, uh, keep them there. If you don't like it, move them. <laughs> so uh, if you have a little ritual established around savasana if you like to cover yourself up with a blanket put on a sweater a pair of socks uh, take your time getting here So I encourage you again to make an invitation. So this is really, again, this, <laughs> this idea that this might be a really nice moment. This might, you might invite serenity and a sense of peace into the experience of your body in this shape at this time.
Bring movement back to your fingers and toes. Rock arms and legs and the back of your head from side to side. Place your feet on the floor, bending your knees. Extend your right arm along your right ear and then roll to the right. Transitioning from a corpse pose into a fetal position, signaling the end of this cycle of practice. Eventually push your way up into a seated position. We'll just be here for a moment. Bring your hands together in front of your heart. Root down through the legs and hips. Grow tall along the spine. Reconnect with breath. We'll close practice with a single sound of OM. Exhale. Inhale. Thank you for your patience, your presence, and your devotion to the yoga practice. The light in me bows to the light in you. Namaste.